What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited for you all to hear from my next guest. He is the founder of Venley Consulting Group. He's helped sales professionals sell more and sell better without years of experience through his coaching and training programs. He's been featured on Yahoo Finance, Market Watch, NBC, and more with his results. Most recently, he was recognized as the top voice in sales on LinkedIn. That's awesome, man. Um, prior to this, he was in corporate America for over 14 years, and in that time, he worked for two Fortune 500 organizations and was promoted 10 times in 10 years. He's won countless awards and has been ranked in the top percentile every single year. In his last role, he was in a sales organization of over he led sales organization of over 100 employees, delivering more than nine figures per year in new business sales. Please welcome sales expert Marcus Chan to Dad Up. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, my man? I'm happy to be here. I can't wait to uh, chat with you. Awesome. Um, well, thanks for joining me. That's that's uh, that's quite a bio. You've got a lot of uh, a lot of things that you've done and a lot of things that you've been recognized for. So that's great, man. Um, for my listeners who may not know who you are or want to learn a little bit more about you, can you give me a little bit of background of yourself um, and also about your family. Yeah, absolutely right. So I'm out here in uh, Portland, Oregon, on the uh, the West Coast. Not actually that that far from you, really. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was born and raised in uh, a little town called Eugene, Oregon. Uh, home of the University of Oregon, and uh, my parents, my mom and dad, were actually immigrants from China and Taiwan, and they actually escaped China during the Cultural Revolution, uh, and eventually came to America. So we actually grew up really poor. Um, so we grew up as a family. I think I appreciate it. Just grew up with my two sisters. Everybody pitched in. Uh, my parents had a Chinese restaurant. Uh, we didn't make very much money. It was a really hard life growing up, uh, but we learned a lot about each other and, you know, family and all those things growing up. And uh, but a little bit different dynamic than most people because we grew up in really an environment where we worked as kids. I mean, five, six years old, uh, we worked in the restaurant, we're doing all those things. And oh, wow. uh, eventually, I mean, it was I mean it was tough at the time, but I learned a lot of valuable lessons. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, graduated from school, started my corporate career, and then was in, uh, you know doing corporate America for about fourteen years. Uh, you know, had, was pretty fortunate, had some pretty good success uh, as as you uh, mentioned. And then uh, I actually uh, left. Uh, back in September 2019 to start my own business, my consulting business, and it's been an absolute blast since then. And uh, so, um, my wife and I and our son, Wilman, he's a toddler, he's almost four. Uh, we live in Portland, Oregon now, and uh, we absolutely love it. You know, I'm sure eventually maybe we'll have more kids. We're still on the fence still. <laughs> you know, we're trying to figure out number one, right? And uh, But it's been fun. It's exciting. It's one of the things where um, – until until you're a parent, you really you really don't know how to explain it until you're a parent. Or even when you are a parent, you don't know how to explain it. It's just uh, one of the best feelings in the world. Well, cool. Let me ask you this: So you got a four-year-old um, now. I mean, you were you had so much success in corporate America, really. Um, what led you to kind of go off and do your own thing? What what, what drove you to do that? Yeah, this one of the things is, um, you know, well, my wife and I, we got married back in 2010. And, you know, we were both doing what's, uh, what's called the, the Dinka lifestyle, uh, double income, no kids. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that was like, that was cool. We, and we, we actually, we, you know, we, you know, married with no kids for about, you know, seven years, right? And, and we were really comfortable with that. We were very career focused, 
having success in both our careers. And, you know, we, you know, we obviously want to have a family, you know, create a family. So, you know, we had to go back in 2017. And um, what's interesting is at that point, I was, I was in a different role. I just I was, did my director role for about a year, and I was traveling quite a bit. And I knew it would be hard. I knew it would be hard, you know, having a, uh, you know, basically a newborn baby, my wife on maternity leave. And, and me traveling, I mean, I was in a hotel about 100 nights a year. I knew it would be hard. And, you know, I, and, and I did that for several years. And, but one of those things was, um, as, a, as, as we did that, as I did that, my wife, I, I saw how hard it was on her. You know, I saw just me not being there, me being gone most of the week. It really wasn't fair. Um, I mean, and from, from a couple different ways. Number one, it, it was like, it's almost as, as a shift with her career on a back burner. She was still in corporate America, but, you know, me traveling, like, you know, during the week meant, you know, she had to make sure she was, you know, you know, taking over from the nanny and making sure. And she just had a lot to, a lot going on. And then I was there for sure when I came you know, back home, you know, on Fridays through the rest of the weekend. But I, I saw how hard it was. Um, and we did it for several years. And it, it got harder as time went on because you know, one of the things was I'll come back. And, if, and, and you know, when they're that young, they're, they become like a whole different person in a week. Okay. Like. I remember leaving, coming back, and that was really hard. Just, just that piece, missing some of those moments that you just don't get back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then as he, as he got a little bit older, you know, he started having just some like allergy issues. You know, you know, having allergic reactions to you know nuts and eggs and different things. And each time there was a reaction, some of it was kind of severe. He had to go to the hospital, go to the ER, and I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't like that. I mean, that was like, I just thought it was not right. I wasn't, you know, not that it was like a, like, you know, a partnership. But to me, it's a partnership. I wasn't upholding my end of the bargain, being a good father and being a good husband. I wasn't there. Like, I remember one distinct situation where I was in Seattle, Washington, and I get a phone call from my wife, and she's on the way to the ER because he had an allergic reaction to something he ate. And I'm thinking to myself, like, she's crying, she's upset, you know, and I'm right. like, oh, my God, here I am. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like okay. I can uh, race to the airport, get on a plane, fly down, probably be back home in five hours. I'm like, God, like, this is a situation where I'm like, I just didn't want it to happen. And it happened multiple times. And, uh, and, and at that point, I was like, I was like okay. And, and before all of this, I had, I, was already, I had already built a side hustle. So I'm like, okay. I built a side hustle already. And then in 2019, and, and I, I had built it for about four years. In 2019, I decided to do a bigger launch or a bigger offer. And then when, it, when, the, when the offer sold really well, and it gave me a new vehicle to do whatever I wanted. Like, mm-hmm. like financially, because of what I was doing, you know, I earned you know, quite a bit of money. Life is really good. I, I could have just quit my job and do whatever I want, but I, I wanted something to work at. So mm-hmm. once I was able to validate my offer, um, you know, I basically quit my job six months later, or eight months later, because I had to plan out some, you know, some, uh, some stock options and stuff. <laughs> and right. it get odd stuff. And then I quit my job and started my business. And that was, that was amazing. I mean, that was like how I made that leap. It was like a combination of um, me wanting to be there for my family, but also mm-hmm. I knew starting my own business. I could do more and serve more people as well and doing what I'm passionate about. So that was a combination of family and that. Well, that's cool. And I bet it was like a huge weight lifted off your shoulder. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of crazy. So the first month after, I remember like there were some immediate benefits, right? Like immediately, like I could go take him to his Montessori school, pick him up like every day, like right. almost every day, and that that was just like awesome. Just just <laughs> from that shit, that was cool. Um, 
Well, when it really hit me, it was about a month later. And, you know, and before, before I was traveling quite a bit, before I was doing this, anytime he'd get upset, cry, get hurt or whatever, he'd go to mom. He'd cry and go to mom. Right. And about a month after me being there, he started getting more comfortable with me being there. <laughs> he started coming to me at least, at least a quarter of the time. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, like he's awesome. coming to me. And that was like, that was like, a, that was like, wow. That was a, that was a really, um, powerful validation of that move. I didn't realize, I just didn't realize the impact I was having on him when I wasn't there. And yeah. that was uh, just a little bit of an awakening for me. Mm, that's awesome. Um, well, cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny you, you mentioning, um, you know, not, not just feeling like you weren't able to be there for your family as much as you would have liked. You know, when I grew up, my parents, um, you know, they're still around, still married and all that. Um, they worked so much, uh, when my sister and I were, were kids that they, uh, they couldn't be everything that we participated in either. Um, right. and there was, there was many a nights that I was cooking dinner, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, 12, 13 years old and I'm cooking dinner for my sister and I to yep. eat because my parents were working. Um, right. I mean, I, I remember just playing sports. I played a lot of sports as a kid and I would go to practices and games with my friend's parents because yeah. my parents couldn't be there. And, uh, I, you know, as a kid, you, you don't understand it. Uh, when your parents have a commitment and they're, they're trying to provide for the family and they have to work, um, kids don't necessarily understand it. Um, and I never did. I knew that, that they had to, but I never did understand it. And I vowed that I would never be that way when I had kids. So when my wife and I started having boys, we have two boys and um, they're both adults now, but uh, I just knew that I was going to be involved in everything that they did. And fortunately, I work in corporate, corporate America. And fortunately, the job that I had, I started off in, in the military, got out of the military, we got married, had kids. Um, and in corporate America, the job that I had, it allowed me the time to be there for my kids. And so, I mean, I was at everything. First days of school, parent-teacher conferences, performances, sports. I coached every single one of their teams all the way up through high school. Um, and now they're, you know, they're both in college. And I'm still coaching. I still coach at the high school because I love it so much. But uh, it was just something that was so important to me. And, um, it's kind of the reason why I started this podcast. My boys are grown now. They're kind of off on their own, uh, kind of making their own way. And I wanted to find a way where I could still kind of be, I'm still their dad. I'm still involved with their lives, their lives, but I wanted to find something that I could do to help other dads. And that's why I, that's why I started the podcast, but it's so, it's so, um, cool that you recognize that at, at an early at an early age for your son, you recognized it almost immediately and made that you know you pivoted and made that switch to get you to a point where you are today. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, man. And I, I tell you what, it's um, and, and I appreciate you sharing your story too because it's, it's so similar to how I grew up as well, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if we weren't working, we were like taking care of each other as kids, and you know, it's I can count like I literally my I, I was competitive swimmer growing up. My parents went to one swim meet my entire life, like <laughs> I still remember, right? And, and I and, and it was like it was one of the things where you feel kind of awkward as a kid, right? Because you're like hanging out with other people's parents, <laughs> you know, like right. they're taking right. you to events or you know you know sporting events and meets, and you're kind of like, hey, can I get a ride? Can I stay right. in a hotel room with you guys on the floor? <laughs> yep. You know, 
but you know, I think it was I never saw the bad thing because I, I I understood the stack on that time. They weren't like goofing up; they were working to provide for right. their family. Right. And and I remember because I saw how hard they worked. I'm like, okay, when I graduate college, uh, I'm gonna put myself in a position where I can make money with my brain. And like not have mm-hmm. to physically be somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of got trapped a little bit because of the role I was in with corporate America. Right. And I'm like, okay, I know I can pivot again. There's going to be a way to put myself in a position where I can um, have the freedom to be present, to be there, to support them, and to help them, and to help them grow. And uh, that's why I respect the hell out of you, man, for you doing that. And uh, you know, that's my goal as well is to always be there to help and support them and to show up every single day for them. Awesome. Well, keep it up. He's four. You got a long way to go, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Marcus, I'm telling you, it's going to go by so fast. You're going to be amazed at how fast it's going to go. And I mean, I, my, my boys are 19 and 22 and I, I can still remember when they're four years old and it seems like it was just yesterday. Now as a new dad, kind of through this journey of, as a new dad, what have you learned? Yeah, yeah, I think there's obviously a lot of lessons that you learn having a kid, right? Uh, first off, having this being the first one, you learn how much you don't know about taking care of kids, right? <laughs> like, right? You're like, are you like, I mean, like, you know, I have to Google everything, right? Uh, that's the first thing. Um, you know, it's, it's that's definitely a big thing for sure. Just not knowing, like, you just don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. Just being, just being a new dad, you just don't know. Like, okay, you know what? Should we do this? Should we do that? There's this checkup, there's that checkup, what vaccines are important, things you just never really thought about oh, yeah. are becoming very, very, uh, very, very apparent. You also learn how selfish you are before you have kids. You know, like you, you really learn, like, you know, I mean, and, and, and I, we, we kind of knew that already because we were still so focused on, you know, our, our careers and ourselves, you know, it, it, it made us realize, you know, like, yeah, it's true. And then when you have a kid, you're like, you know what, I need to focus on them, take care of them. Yeah. So that's definitely been a, a learning piece as well. You also have to learn how to just really just be flexible. I mean, sometimes you control what you can't control. You, you can't control another human being, right? They're, they're not a robot. You know, they're not a robot. They're their own personality. You have to accept that as well. And him being four years old, almost four years old, he developed his own personality. And now it's really, really cool. But sometimes, like, you can have the perfect plan. Like today, today's a good example. Today, you know, usually he, he goes to kind of late about 10 o'clock. And then he wakes up at eight. That's kind of as good. Ten to eight when he sleeps. Mm-hmm. And he has to try to adjust his you know, whole thing. But anyways, he sleeps ten <laughs> days. So I wake up every day at five, and I'll, I'll, I'll work out, and I'll have about two hours of like work time, which is great. I love it. It's my own time. And today he woke up at six. <laughs> he just <laughs> would not go back down, right? So he's up. At, he's up at six. You know, trying to get him to go down. And we know it might lead to a rough day because he's now missing out on two extra hours of sleep. You know, it is what it is. It just, yeah. you know what, like, you, you want to be up, you got you do your best, you got to roll the punches, right? You know, like, at the end of the day, like, like in, my, in my business, no one is going to die, really, if, if I don't email them back or call them back or whatever, right? It is what right. it is. So, got to be flexible, right? And it, it, often it's hard at times because when you care about what you do, it can be hard, but roll the punches, man. When you have kids, what you got to do, and I'm, I'm assuming, obviously, the more kids you have, the more open you got to be to uh, adjusting to that as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, and and you're right. Uh, you know, one of the things that we do learn as dad is, is uh, it's no it's no longer uh, about us. Um, right. Our child has to be our priority. So um, so yeah, but you're you're, you're right. You're right. It's uh, you got to kind of roll with the punches. You got to kind of pivot. Be ready to pivot, and uh, it can happen at any moment. So 
whether it's whether it's something that they want to do, something that's entertaining them, or a complete meltdown uh, where you gotta you gotta deal with that, you know. Yep. Uh, yep. So exactly that's right. awesome. That's awesome. Exactly. Now, right. kind of through your through your journey, kind of this, I mean, super successful in sales. Um, what do you what lessons do you hope to teach your son about success? Now, I know he's four, but if you were to think ahead and say, "Hey, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna instill some value in this in, in my son, to where he can be a successful whatever it is that he wants to do, um, what values do you hope to or lessons do you hope to teach him?" Yeah, absolutely. What a great question, right? It's one of those things where I think about this quite often, um, especially with, you know, uh, you know, I've been fortunate to have success in, you know, in my career and with my business. And my kid is growing up in an environment very different than, than you know, I grew up. He goes up in a nice house. He has things, mm-hmm. he has all, like luxuries that I didn't have as a kid. So I grew up like seeing a really dark part of life. Right. And that taught me a lot of lessons. And and for him, I want him to, and I'm working on this, and teaching him the value of being able to earn it every single day, to earn success, that it, it's not, it's not uh, entitled to anybody, that you have to earn success. Mm-hmm. And that requires putting in the right effort and work to achieve whatever you want. And that's something I, I do struggle with a little bit in terms of, um, you know, we have some in-laws who are very generous gifting. <laughs> and right. I worry, right, I worry about the impact, of course, right, of, him being so young and not, and not realizing that those things come at a price, right? Mm-hmm. And it's important and not just to take it for granted to appreciate, right? So, and, which is another one, which is being able to be appreciative of what we do have and being grateful. And that's really important as well. Um, uh, another lesson I want to make sure he, he understands and learns is um, to control what we can control and to learn from every situation. You know, I think I think a lot of times, just in, in today's world, it's so easy to uh, blame other people, blame other things for why you don't have a life you want. And right. some things you can't control, some you can't. Like we cannot control, you know, COVID. We can't control it, right? right? But we can control how we react to it. You know, we can either like control our lives, or we just do our best to live within the things that we can't control, right? And those are important things I want him to learn, understand. And that really, it's all on us. Um, one of the things which, which I think we find interesting is, I'm not sure where he picked this up from, but if I get upset, I do my best to control my temper or my anger, if I raise my voice, one of the things he'll ask me is, do you like me? And I'm like, oh, wow. Of course. You're right. I'm like, I'm like, of course I like you, but more importantly, do you like yourself? So it's one of the things where I want to have to reframe and not worry about other people's opinions, but to focus more inwardly about loving himself who he is, his personality, and what he brings to the table, not worrying about, you know, making everyone else happy. Because um, when you try to get everyone else happy, obviously, that can lead to a very unhappy life as a result. Oh, that's awesome. That's well said. And you know what? If my son said that, do you like me? I, I, that would almost hit me in the gut. You know what I mean? Yeah, it did. I'm <laughs> like, what? Completely change your mindset, you know? Um, but you're right. Uh, I mean, kids have to learn. And, and unfortunately, too many kids don't know that, you know, we have to earn things that we want, uh, whether it's uh, uh, playing on a sports team or uh, a toy or an electronic or even uh, a job. You know, we have to earn those things. Those things aren't just handed to us. And, I, and, right. and you're right. I don't think enough parents instill that value or that lesson to their kids. Uh, and especially today, you see a lot of parents that are just so easy on their kids. 
and it just mm-hmm. it it unfortunately sends them down that 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 path that you were talking about. You know, it's 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 sad, but uh, it's something that we all have to work on, and we have to be mindful of as, as dads. And it's something I I worked on throughout my kids' lives. I mean, even even I mean, they played a lot of sports in their life, um, but. I mean, even coming down to, even though I'm, I'm their dad and I'm a coach on their team, it doesn't mean it's an easy path for them to play or be at a, a specific position on the, on the court or the field, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to earn those spots. Exactly. Right. Right. Now, do you, now, kind of being an entrepreneur, you kind of were in corporate America and then you kind of took the path of entrepreneurship and started your own deal. Do you hope your son follows in your footsteps, maybe in the sales industry, or do you, do you kind of want him to kind of go his own way and, and, and figure his own way out. Yeah. I, I, I go back and forth. Right. Uh, I, I'm obviously biased where I like, I think everyone should go in sales at one point. Right. Uh, just cause you learn so many key values, about grit, perseverance, goal setting, you know, earning every single day. There's so many powerful things to it. And, um, and you, you can't blame anybody else but yourself if you're not where you want to be at. So I eventually, I would, I would, I would hope you do sales at one point, like even for a stint, just to learn those lessons about himself. Um, but at the end of the day, whatever is going to make him happy that he's going to commit to and give 100%. That's all I really care about. So, for example, if you want to go become a musician, great. As long as he commits 100%, and to put in, in the effort to earn it to be great in the industry, great. If he wants to be an artist, great. If he wants to be an engineer, great. Whatever he wants, as long as he commits and puts 100% into it. I'm just a firm believer. We only have one life to live. And whatever we choose to that to be, in whatever field, industry, we owe it to ourselves to show up and give 100%. Because nobody wakes up and says, I want to be mediocre today. Nobody says right. that. Right? right? So choose every day to give 100%. And if you do that you'll know you'll live a fulfilled life. Whatever the results you get, it is what it is. You can't control yeah. all your results, but you control your attitude and your actions every single day. Yeah, um, I agree. And I, and I would just kind of add to, you know, you kind of hope that your son kind of goes into some sort of, uh, or has develops the sales experience uh, at least to get going. Um, but, you know, it's funny. You don't have to be uh, like Marcus Chan. For my listeners out there, you don't have to be this sales expert like Marcus Chan. But sales are important because even if you go into corporate America, you still have to sell yourself. You still have to be able to sell who you are. So you still have to develop those skills and those lessons as a salesperson in order to be successful in corporate America, in, in, as an entrepreneur, or even as an as a athlete or a singer or artist, whatever it is. You still have to be able to sell yourself. So sales skills are super important for kids to develop. My older son right now, he's business degree is entrepreneurship because he wants yep. to eventually get into his own business. But right now he's working as a, as a paid intern for a company in sales because he, he wants, he wants to go into the sales field. He wants to go into the sales industry. He's a really good talker. He's a, he's really sociable. Um, and he's, I mean, he's just really good at naturally good at sales and that's what he wants to do. That's his passion. So um, it's, it's so important that, that kids kind of uh, learn that, if you want to get into sales, you want to be an athlete, an artist, a musician, whatever it is, you still have to learn the sales skills and even simple techniques. You know, you hear, you know, Tom Hopkins and all these other guys that, that talk, talk about different sales techniques um, are so important for kids to learn. And I wish they would learn them in, at like the high school level to kind of get them going, you know? Well, I, I totally agree, right? Because 
at the end of the day, uh, to be able to sell is your ability to influence someone to part with some sort of resource, whether it's time, money, a resource, or a job. And it's just communication, your ability to communicate you know, and understand someone else's needs to actively listen and then to be able to align what you have to that is so powerful. I mean, teachers sell to students, right? Like HR mm-hmm. managers sell to employees, managers sell to their employees, doctors sell to patients. You know, mm-hmm. there's always a sale being done. It just may not be in the traditional sense of a transaction of a sale. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, well, if I were to, he's four, so, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to wait many years, but if I were, if I were to ask your son, Marcus, what something about you, what would you hope that, that Roman would say about you? Yeah, I, I would say, I would hope he would say that everything I've done, I don't care and love, right? Like every action, um, from, and, and, and it would be for everything, not just like, you know, the, the business or love me as a, you know, a parent or father, like, hey, you know what, like. My dad showed up every single day to show me what it takes to be successful. He, you know, he showed up, he found a way, he had a goal in his head and of being able to be at every single game and he made it happen. And he showed me all things that he cares. And if I, if I, if I care this much in my life or whatever I focus on and do, then I can do the same thing as well. And that's what I want to be able to instill to him. Awesome. Well, he's a, uh, he's four You're on, um, you know, I, I've gotten to know you over the last couple of months. Sounds like you're on the right path with him and uh, just, just keep pushing along. Enjoy this journey, man. Enjoy it. It's so awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. It's fun. <laughs> um, well, if my listeners want to look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, where can they find you? What's the best place for them to do that? And then also, um, what do you got coming up that you're looking forward to? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So uh, if people head over to uh, MarcusChan.io forward slash resources. That's Marcus Chan, C-H-A-N dot I-O, forward slash resources inside there. You'll see, the, you can find my social media links. You can find different resources, free training if you're in sales, my free Facebook group, all the cool things in there. Now, uh, one thing I'll say I'm really looking forward to, um, is this is kind of, you know, with my son is, uh, I'm really excited for number one for COVID to be you know hopefully over very soon. But right. uh, on top of on top of that, um, you know, being able to put him into actual school, like I, I'm very excited. We actually have a it's a Chinese immersion school we're looking into that we want to put him into, and I think they'll be really. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be really good for his development, uh, his language skills, uh, his social skills across the board. So I'm looking forward to that and his development because of that. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I mean, do you, uh, do you speak fluently? Yeah, so I do. So my, my wife's Persian, so she speaks uh, a few different languages, but she doesn't speak Mandarin. So it's hard, uh, you know, it's hard for just me speaking to him okay, versus having ongoing dialogue in the background right. of Mandarin. So that's why I want immersion is the best way. <laughs> School immersion. Well, cool. Look, Marcus, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad we've gotten to know each other over the last few months. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, staying in touch with you and, and, and hearing how you guys are doing as a family. I'm excited for Roman and, and the things that he's going to be learning over the next several years. But it has been a huge pleasure to have you on, my friend. I really appreciate you taking this time, and I wish you all the best, brother. Thanks so much, my man. Appreciate you having me on. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them.
I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Dad Up Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Dad Up.